0: All right, so all right, the first topic we're going to start off in NBA basketball is Grizzlies star John Morant will be away from the team for at least the next two games as the NBA investigates his recent social media activities the Grizzlies announced this evening, Saturday. um, Early Saturday morning, John Morant went live on Instagram and appeared to brandish a gun while he was in the nightclub just hours after scoring 27 points in the Grizzlies' 113-97 to 97 loss In denver against the nuggets on friday night the nba released a statement earlier saturday announcing it was investigating the situation the quote from the nba said we are aware of a social media post involving john morant and are investigating that was the quote from the nba spokesman mike bass prior to morant's controversial video on saturday the memphis star had been in headlines for negative reasons on wednesday afternoon the washington post released a report about a series of incidents involving Morant, documenting allegations, including police reports, that the 23-year-old punched a 17-year-old in the head during a pickup basketball game last summer. The teenager told investigators that Morant then went into his house and later returned with his hand on a gun in his waistband, per the report. (sighs) The altercation reportedly took place four days after a security guard at a Memphis mall filed a police report saying that Morant threatened him when one of Morant's associates shoved him though no arrests were made from the incident. So John Moran <laughs> has basically been getting himself into a lot, a lot of trouble lately. And like honestly, like it's sad to see a star who won Rookie of the Year when he came to the league in um, 2019. Yeah, he won, he won Rookie of the Year in 2020. He came to the league, he was drafted in 2019, won Rookie of the Year in 2020, became an All-Star um, for the first time in 2021 and has been an All-Star since. Like he, John Marat, has been one, like he's one of the reasons you want to watch NBA basketball with his um highlight dunks, his layup package, he wanting to finish like posterize every single big man in the league, even when he feels he, you know, he's going to come back at your head. Like it, it just seems weird to me that after signing a super um, a, a max deal this past off season, he's just got his um, new signature shoe with Nike. He's now the face of Powerade with Powerade coming back into the. Um, sports drink market. It seems very frustrating and confusing to me to see him. I don't want to say throw his career away because I don't think, like, I think he's too talented, and like, there's always going to be a team that will take a chance on him unless he ends up in jail. But I feel like it's weird to be to see such a young, talented player, um, basically uh, give his life to the streets. I guess, like, sir, like, what, what are your thoughts on Murat, right, man? Like, what do you think is going on with your guy?
1: Okay, so I don't have the full detail on the Moran situation, but I don't know if it's a if it's a situation surrounding the entire Memphis Grizzlies um, persona because it looks like everyone on the team is trying to act tough. Looking at players like Dylan Brooks, players that we don't even know about, Jam like they're all trying to act like they're a gangster, act tough, and it seems to be. Leaking out of the on-court altercations to now off-court altercations as well, and you see a lot. Like I've been reading a lot of comments and people are saying that they have never seen an NBA player who is making money, and instead of trying to get out of the hood, they're either trying to go back to the hood. And this is basically a situation with what Jamarat is, is in right now. Um, his behavior is completely unacceptable as a professional of the sport, and. I think the two-game the two game suspension is just a way for the league to actually deduce what happens. But if it actually comes out that the information is true, I think John Moran's punishment should be severe than just, just two-day suspension slap to the face that has happened right now. Because looking at the situations in America, the whole um, issues with gun violence and... I mean, in this case, Ja Morant definitely hit someone that is not considered an adult, which is child abuse, and, <laughs> and, and, and if we're going to technical terms. So I think Ja Morant's situation is going to be this situation is going to be a, a, a stricter punishment jar, and I don't know if it's going to warrant him being out of the NBA, but it will be a big blow to the sport if somebody as entertaining as Ja Morant you know, goes through something like that. I don't want to bring up other issues, but we've seen players who have been punished for less. Punished for less. Things of ignorance, things of... Things that were not even... That could have been resolved simply. We've seen them being dealt heavier punishments. And I think with Ja Moran's actions, he, he might be dealt a heavier punishment. It will be it will be very disappointing to see the NBA if he's not dealt a heavier punishment than all those other players that have been dealt heavier punishment for less actions.
0: Melvin, like, what do you think is going on with Ja? And if he is punished, what do you think? How long do you think he should be punished
2: for? Well, uh, his situation is quite weird because forget the league he's recently gotten his shoe deal with Nike you would think someone in a position like this would try and avoid all all propaganda and all sorts of negative uh, publicity but here we are in this case he's clearly holding a gun posted on his account which is clearly drawing negative attention towards him Forget the league. If he gets dropped from his Nike deal, he's the league doesn't really um, bring about much money. Just like Serum Serum says said, um, all the comments are like uh, an NBA player who's now currently getting money and he's more or less going into the hood. More or less, it makes no sense. So I wouldn't say it has any negative um, influence because it's his account he knows the money that he's getting he knows everything he's intentionally doing everything but i ask we all know there should be more to the story it can not be just him just posting for no reason so with regards to the league and how long he should be banned i feel like the investigation should go on and on and then and actually not only he should not only be banned but there should be um so how do I put it he should be mentored he should be coached properly to throw away all these negative things and then move on forward because he has a bright future even Nike saw this he has a bright future and then he can't just piss it all away just because of his influences and where he comes from he, he should throw that away and then move forward I
0: mean, <clears throat> it reminds me of a report that came out earlier this season uh, like involving Morant and his associates um, after a Pacers game when the Pacers said they felt threatened and that Morant um, and his associates followed their team bus in a car and pointed lasers at the bus. And like, one of, one of Morant's longtime friends, um, Devontae Pack, has been banned from the arena since that incident happened. So it's like, fam, it's... Once you become a multi-millionaire, like there's something, um, Shannon Sharp said yesterday. Basically, he said, "Not everyone's not supposed to be a friend forever. You have to know when, uh, you you let people go, because certain people, they they might be living the street life, but do you want to be connected to that? Like you're going to, you have to ask yourself key questions. How do you want your MBA career, and at the end of the day, your life to play out? Would you rather throw away two hundred million dollars?" by wanting to be, for lack of a better word, I hate using this word, but for for lack of a better word, a thug, or would you rather continue earning your $200, $200 million NBA contract, whatever, and plus whatever amount of money Nike's paying you, plus whatever money Powerade is paying you to become the face of their, sportswear, I mean, their sports drink. I mean, Powerade has been out of business for so long, and now they're, they're coming back. They looked at the NBA market, and they picked Hugh Jar Moran to be the face. Like, come on. Like, we can't lose another... Like, we can't lose another talented player just because he got in his own way. Like, he, he just has to... I get Like, I agree with what Melvin says. Like, he needs someone to mentor him. Whether he'll listen to that um, person mentoring him is another thing. But like, he just needs to move smarter. Like, because a lot of these things are very, very avoidable. It's threatening um, a more security guard... Like, that's very unnecessary. If the Pacers thing is true where you and your friends were pointing lasers at their bus after your friend got upset about things that happened in the game, that's very unnecessary. You going on Instagram live after the report came out that you beat up a 17 year old kid and pointed a gun at him. But for you to go on IG Live and put a gun on IG Live with you, like that, it, all these things are very avoidable situations. And if someone was able to like put them to the side and say, yo, Ja, this is not like, I know we the Memphis Grizzlies want to be tough, but we want to be tough on the basketball court and be and move smart and in silence off the court. Because right now, Phoenix is legit. Phoenix is, I'm, I said Phoenix, not Phoenix. The Kings are one game behind the Memphis Grizzlies in the Western Conference standings. Who would have thought that at the start of the season? No one. Memphis is in jeopardy of losing the two seed. A few weeks ago, they were battling very closely with the Nuggets for the one seed. Now they're one game away from being the three seed. And um, Phoenix, who have now KD and Booker balling for them, are now four games out of it. I, I know I'm not even looking at just Morant anymore. I'm looking at what it means for his team because right now I don't think... Uh, the two games he's going to be suspended for are the Clippers and then the Lakers. I feel they like could lose both those games. And if you lose both those games, <laughs> you you could be thrown into the mess, the f- seed 4-13 to mess that's going on currently in the Western Conference, where there's the push to make the playoffs slash play-in situation in the Western Conference. Before we move on
1: to that conversation, does think, anybody have anything um, to say? Yes, yeah, so we're, I think... With what Melvin had to say about mentorship, right? Um, yeah, fair enough. Even though, even though Moran's actions are from his decisions alone, I think I also blame the the Grizzlies organization. The Grizzlies organization, per what I've seen on social media and the way they've handled this Memphis team, has been very subpar, in my opinion. As an organization, I think there are some certain levels of rules or certain rules and levels of strictness that you have to uh, like a level of freedom that you 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 don't allow your 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 players to even get. If you look at the team, the Grizzlies team, right? There's a that's a team of an entire like young core, and I don't think there's a lot of veteran. Um, there's a lot of veteran presence on that team. And like Melvin said, right? Every person needs time. like if if could actually have a mentor, it would have could have prevented this. And exactly that. If that Gris team could have had a veteran on that team, a veteran presence on that team, a lot of these things would have could have been avoided. That's only if the young core would actually be willing to listen to the veteran. When Igodala was there, look at what happened with Igodala. He left real quickly because it looked like <laughs> He <laughs> saw the downfall of this young core. It looks like you are not willing to listen to Igodala. I won't let you
0: do that. I let you do that. Iggy, no, seriously. To, no, he got traded to the Grizzlies and basically told them, Yeah, I'm not interested in staying on a young team and didn't shoot like and just Ig- did it and chilled and didn't no, show
1: up. Come but on. then look, 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 hold on. Igodala was also on the warrior's team as a young player. If you look at Igodala's career Right. Let's look at Iguodala's career. Iguodala has is someone that has been able to accept any role that has been given him in whichever team that he's been. Look at him on the Sixers as a backup to Iverson. Look at him when he even became the central piece of that Sixers team after Iverson left the Nuggets. Look at him when he went to the Warriors and was playing the sixth-man role. And even in the finals where he started playing the starting role. Iguodala, in my opinion, is someone that, as a veteran presence, or even as a player, has been able to accept any role that was given him in the NBA and been able to thrive there. If Iguodala went to the Grizzlies and was unable to thrive in that young court, it means that there was something that was lacking there that but actually made is, him want to
0: leave. My point is, he didn't even bother showing up <laughs> to want to play with the
1: young court. I'm sure he he, he went... Like, of course, it's not it's not like there's... You might see something. It's similar to... um. Which situation? I think even the Kyrie Celtics situation. The Kyrie Celtics situation. We don't have the full story there. But there were times that Kyrie felt disrespected by the Celtics young core. But then luckily for the Celtics young core, they they had our. Our Houghford in a, a veteran presence in our Hawford, so they didn't. They probably didn't even get as bad as the Memphis Grizzlies. Imagine the Celtics young team having that issue that Kyrie was complaining about that the Celtics did not take his leadership advice or respect him, and they didn't have some veteran presence in our Hawford and some of these other players that they needed. That is exactly what's going on with Grizzlies, and that is why. Because if you look at the entire, like I said, if you look at the Grizzlies team, they all act like they are trying to be gangster. They all act like they are trying to be tough, and. It's unfortunate because they have actually been influenced by this whole generation of social media, and you know act like act like you're tough for the cameras and all those things. If you look at it, the Memphis Grizzlies team—they love the spotlight, and the more spotlights on a young player, the more it's going to be easy for them to make mistakes, and even their mistakes will, to come out in the light. So I think that's exactly what the Memphis business, the organization needs to do right now. The organization needs to limit the certain level of freedom that the young core have right now. Look for veteran presence in the team. Like how have on his is even though that guy is not doing much in the team. He still has that veteran authority in the team. They listen to him. You just need to get some kind of like, somebody who has been in the NBA for a very long time to be able to give his perspective on this. And I think that's what the business are missing out right now.
2: But putting aside even um, the team or um, well, an elderly presence, their publicists really took a fat with this whole situation, or all the other situations that are happening in their team. Because for a team at that stature and at that pedigree in the NBA, you should have a publicist that, or at least a team that is looking after your players for for all possible mistakes young people putting young people in situations like this giving them all this money they are bound to do stupid things looking at quite a number of teams all of all big teams should have a publicist that should be able to take care of this and i'm sure right now they are working overtime to try and sort out this whole situation because this is crazy
1: <laughs> i agree i agree with you Melvin. exactly why i blame the, the organization the business organization exactly why I blame them because even their own social media presence allows this kind of antics from the Grizzly teams and it doesn't the Grizzlies team and it does not make sense
0: yeah I mean to me there's a lot of blame to go around but at the end of the day you have to blame the individual putting himself in this situation over and over again yes the team should have and could have done a lot better but at the end of the day Jar is the person who keeps finding himself in this situation over and over and over again i understand he's a young man uh, and like he still might not be fully mature and hopefully like this is the wake-up call he needed like the suspension serves as a wake-up call and he gets his priorities in order all right but yeah let's take a look at um the current situation in the Western Conference. So the Suns are currently the fourth seed. The Warriors are a game behind them in the five seed. The Mavericks are a game behind the Warriors in the sixth seed. The Timberwolves are half a game behind the Mavericks in the seventh seed. The Clippers are half a game behind the Timberwolves in the eighth seed. The Jazz are a game behind the Clippers in the nine seed. The Pelicans are in the tenth seed. They have like they're also they they have the same record as the Jazz, but the Jazz have the tiebreaker. The Lakers are a game behind both the Jazz and the Pelicans in the 11th seed. The Thunder are half a game back of the Lakers in the 12th seed, and the um Trailblazers also have the same record as the Thunder and are half a game back of the um the Los Angeles Lakers. We've seen a lot of. Trades and moves go on in the Western Conference as um, the these teams look to um, f- um, f- find their footing. The Suns traded for Kevin Durant to pair with Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and DeAndre Ayton. The Warriors didn't really make any major moves, but they're waiting for Steph Curry to come back um, from his injury. Actually, no, the, late, the Warriors did trade away um, James Wiseman to the um, Detroit Pistons and got back um Gary Payton Jr. from the Portland Trailblazers. Um the Mavericks picked up Kyrie Irving to pair with pair him with Luca. Um the Timberwolves didn't really make any moves at the deadline, but they were steadily improving since they've been improving um behind um actually no they did make moves. They traded away D to the Lakers. Um but they picked up I mean they're five and five in their last ten but they were good. They've been treading water and doing well with um, Anthony Edwards leading the team with Gobert since Cat has gone out. The Clippers made a bunch of moves. They added Russell Westbrook. They added Eric Gordon. They added um, Mason Plumlee. But but um, are struggling right now. And they're in 5 since adding Westbrook. But it's not Westbrook's fault. The team as a whole has been poor since they added him. The Jazz um, traded away um, Vanderbilt and Malik Beasley to the Lakers for Westbrook, who they promptly cut and released. The Pelicans, no major moves there. Zion is still injured. Um, B.I. has been in and out. C.J. has been in and out. Um, The Lakers added D'Lo. They added Malik Beasley. They added um, Rui Hachimura. They added um, Mo Bamba. They added um, Vanderbilt and basically they're trying to make the push for the play in. OKC are still a young team. Like, they could make it this year. If they don't, they'll just add another young piece to it, or like a very good young roster. And the Blazers have Dame and not much else, to be very honest with you. They've la- lost their last three. So, um, Sarah, um, how do you see the Western Conference play- playing out? Um, because right now, the Nuggets are the one seed. The Grizzlies are the two seed. The Kings are the three seed. The Suns are the four seed. The Warriors are the five seed. The Mavericks are the six seed. The Timberwolves are the seven seed. The Clippers, eight seed. The Jazz are the ninth seed. The 10th seed are the Pelicans. The 11th seed are the Lakers. The 12th seed are the Thunder. 13th seed are the Trailblazers. Which of these 13 teams I mentioned do you think would make
1: the playoffs? Ah, interesting. Oh, that's actually actually, a very actually it's a
0: very yeah it's a very let me let me break it down. Let me ask you a very, like let me simplify it. Do you think the Lakers
1: will make the playoffs? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> ah, yeah. uh, oh, hmm. Honestly, you've <laughs> made a question so far. <laughs> Uh okay my laker bias Saviors. Yes. I think right now as and I think the only issue the lakers have right now looking at the team that you know after the trade deadline we've been able to build the only issue we the Lake, like the laker team has right now is health Arosa has not been able to be healthy since the last time we won the trophy the NBA finals if we look at the, the season after the NBA the NBA finals that we won we were on a roll for a very, like, for a very good stretch. And so we started getting some injuries and a whole lot of things. And then when we came back, we had to go to the plane. even with the play, we had injuries. After that that season, the next season, a whole bunch of injuries, missed the playoffs, and now we are here, right? And this season, too, has been the same thing. We had a, a couple of bad fits on the team and, like, we had a team that we thought could work since we were trying to run it back, but it looks like it just wasn't a good fit. And the whole idea of the team was okay; we could make it work for some time. We we're having a good run, then injuries happened, and then we start going on a bad run again. And it's basically what's happening now again. We are, we look like we're having a good team. We look like we've, got, we've been able to get good players that can, you know, help us make for a playoff push. And for the most part, it looks good. But at the same time, there's that level of inconsistency with these players as well. And the whole injury bug also comes to play. Our star players missing a lot of games players, new players that we've got that we feel like okay, they could help us make a very good push also being out. Uh D'Angelo Russell that we just recently got as a point guard that's a starting point guard who could actually control the game and then assist Braun and A D with the other players like Vanderbilt. Is it Vanderbilt Vanderbilt and then Troy Jr. It, it just looks like we are going to have these injury issues um throughout into the playing. I think right now Lakers focus is trying to make the play in and we can. Even with this kind of roster, even with this injured roster, I think we can. I feel like we can. But then it would have to mean that the other players that we can rely on, like Troy Jr., Vanderbilt, and then Austin Reeves and the rest, have to have a certain level of consistency that can help us play the remaining amount of games and win as much as we can. Because our line, our roster, our schedule for the for, from now till the end of the season is very tough. And uh, as long as they can be consistent and make a playing play in run, by the time LeBron and D'Angelo Russell come back, I feel like we might have a little bit of health, enough to make us push for a good playoff run. So, honestly, right now, all I'm hoping for is health in the Lakers team, health and consistency. And if we are able to, you know, fire on those cylinders, we should be able to make a playoff run. But if that doesn't happen, if we end up if we get under injury again, especially if a d gets injured once more and other players like Austin Reeves gets injured again, I don't think we'll make the playoffs. I don't think we will unless LeBron comes back and plays on an injured foot. I'm done.
0: All right um, Melvin, what are your thoughts on basically how the Western Conference looks like? like it really looks like we need to get our popcorn ready and see what ten teams will actually. What, it's going to be four teams. What, what 10 teams will be left standing when the
2: play-in starts? Yeah, from the standings, as you mentioned, things seem to be quite close. So, it's like you said, we are ready for the show they are going to put on for us.
0: <laughs> I mean, okay, to me, for me to answer my own question, um, will the Lakers make the playoffs? Charlie, <laughs> I hope they do, because I, I need us to finish up off the Pelicans, whatever happened. So, to me... I I hope we make the playoffs because I want us to finish above the Pelicans because the Pelicans are annoying me because they have the right to swap picks with us this year and I I I'd rather have us keep our own pick and they keep their own pick because I like I just don't want I th- that AD trade right now even though we won a championship eh, there's a bit of buyer's remorse um I don't know like because we haven't put competent rosters around him and Braun since we won the championship. I feel the year um we lost to Phoenix in the first round. We had a good enough roster to at least go back to the conference finals that year. But injuries really hampered us and um the Lakers adding um DeAndre was yeah, DeAndre Drummond no Andre Drummond to the, that team really didn't work. Last year's roster adding um Russ was a disaster. And speaking about Russ, let's Talk about the Clippers. Um, Siram. how do you feel he fits on that roster with PG, Kawhi, Mason Plumlee, Norman Powell, Eric Gordon, um, Terrence Mann, um, Bones Highland, Bro, that team is... Like, that team, like, name Nick Batum, name value, that team should be hard. Ivan Zubac, name value, that team should be hard. But they're really
1: struggling of late. They've lost five straight. Yeah. So, I'm not going to put the blame on Ross this time around. Like, in fact, I've never really put the blame on Ras. I said that already. Issues. I already said... I'm not going to put the blame on right. Ras. Why are
0: you just copying people's takes? Like, it's,
1: it's very annoying. Get get, go, get away. Get away. I'm making a point. So let me finish my points. Why are you cutting it? Eh? Uh, ah. <laughs> so, I'm not going to put the blame on Ras for the Clippers' losses, right? And... I mean, we've seen what social media tries to do. They try to blackball Raz with the, those clips, you know, those highlights or low lights of Raz, making it look like it's entirely his fault. But looking at the recent game that they played against the Kings, um, that game ended on a one-point one, uh, one point defeat. And it looked like Raz had actually a very good game, right? He had a very good game. He was the second leading scorer on that team the first narcissist assists, he had a very good percentage. Um, right, so I don't think it's an issue with Rass. I just feel like, I don't know what goes on, but I feel like the other players should also have to pick it up.